continue our daily Bible reading. We're on Monday in Holy Week. Yesterday we were here for, for Palm Sunday in worship. And, and so now you can see why we, we condensed some of those chapters of Mark. And so we could be here on this Monday of Holy Week um, and read about the uh, yesterday, about Palm Sunday, and then read about that first day in Holy Week. So the triumphal entry of Jesus in Jerusalem in chapter 11 um, starts uh, this way. Notice that Jesus is the one who requests the donkey. Um, in John's Gospel, as you read it yesterday in our worship service, um, Jesus grabbed a donkey there. Now, that's not unusual for uh, Israel's kings. David did the same thing um, as he comes back in celebrating a victory. Solomon does the same thing as he comes back in celebrating a victory too. The emphasis on the donkey is that David and Solomon both realize at that point, it's not by their military might or power that they've conquered their enemy. It's by God's power. If you remember, when David starts out as a young boy, when he goes to battle against Goliath, he says, um, what I need, all I need is this slingshot because I go in the power and unless God, if God is on my side, he's going to help me to bring them down. Solomon even began his ministry or his kingship in the same way because he prays to God, says to him, ask me anything you want. And what does Solomon ask for? He asks for wisdom because he says, there's no way I can rule this people by myself unless God, you give me the wisdom. There's no way I can. So that donkey is a sign of Jesus trust in his heavenly father and also the fact that he saying, um, if I come to, and if I win a military battle for you, that's only going to last for so long. Military battles only give us victory for so long on this earth. What I'm coming to do is give, is to fight a battle um, that's going to win you a victory that's going to last for eternity. That, uh, that's, or therefore, he comes in on that donkey too. The words that the people say as he comes in are powerful words. Hosanna is a beautiful uh, uh, trust word saying to God. It really is coming from the word for you need, uh, we need you to come and to save us. So it's a cry for saving us and realizing that he comes in the name of the Lord, in God's power, in God's strength, um, and that he comes in the line of King David, which we know Jesus does, and God promised to David there would be a king that would come and would reign on his throne who would reign forever. Not Solomon, not any other kings after that, not even David. Um, Jesus, David looks forward to the fact that God is going to send his only son into the world to be the Savior. Hence, that's what they say. So then in verse 12, we move to the day that we're at today, this Monday in Holy Week, and it says on the following day, uh, Jesus comes in. Now, this encounter with the fig tree is, is really a figurative example of Jesus saying, you guys are really in the direction that you're going, are you, you're dead. Um, this fig tree is, isn't showing any blossoms yet, which would which would show that there's going to be figs that come later on. Um, Jesus is going to curse that tree um, as an example to them to say, if you keep going in the way that you're going, not following God, trusting in your own strength or power, um, then this is what's going to happen. And then Jesus goes in the temple to show that as well, too. The direction that you guys are heading in the temple, he's saying to them, is a direction you're depending on your own might and power. You're not trusting in God. Therefore, Jesus kicks that stuff out of there and, and says, hey, you need to come back in the right direction in following um, God and putting your faith and your trust in him, not in anything that you can do earthly um, at all. And remember, Jesus says of himself, he says, I'm going to destroy this temple, this temple of my body, um, and in three days, I'm going to raise it again. In other words, he's going to fight the true battle. Remember, Jesus is like the temple to us in that we come to him 
him where we find forgiveness and the mercy and the grace of God, except it's not a physical thing, something that we build, such as a temple or a building, but it's coming to Jesus Christ. Our temple is very much alive, um, yet today, Jesus lives today, and we can put our hope in, and our trust in him. And then Jesus talks about, what does this take from us? He says, it takes faith. Notice in verse 22, he says, have faith in God. Put your trust in God. And he says, and believing that means that we are going to have victory over everything. He used the example of a mountain. And I was looking a little bit in scripture, uh, uh, the way that it uses mountains. Sometimes a mountain is used in biblical times as, as a figure of an enemy of God. And, and, you know, you and I look at the mountains physically and we say, wow, there's nothing more powerful than that. Well, you know what? We may think our enemy is, is more powerful than anything. And, but Jesus says, you know what? I'm going to conquer your enemies, your greatest enemies, the enemies of sin, death, and Satan are conquered by me so that you and I can pray, God, take care of the mountain of the sin that I have amassed here. Take care of the mountain of hostility and, and evil in this world. Take care of the mountain of the devil and of death. And Jesus says, I've done that. I've conquered that for you so that you can pray for forgiveness and for life eternal and have faith in me and you're going to have that. And then he, then he, um, uh, and then he brings up the example of how forgiveness is really key to all of that. What Jesus came to win for us by dying on the cross and rising again is forgiveness. Think of it. First two words of Jesus from the cross, Father, forgive them. Today you'll be with me in paradise. He says to this thief who had amassed this load of sin, and he says, when you come to me and reach to me in faith, like the thief did, um, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom, um, then you have that victory. And of course, then when we realize the, the enormity of our sin and how that separated us from God and, and, we, and we come to him in faith and we realize how much we've been forgiven, that when Jesus said, Father, forgive them, I'm a part of the them as you are too, then of course we're going to forgive others who sin against us. And we want them to come to faith. We want them to know that forgiveness that God has for them. We're not going to hold that against them. We're not going to look for ways of revenge. We're going to put that in God's hands and let God take care of that and he does take care of that but of course authority then in the last part of chapter 11 is really the the question of all questions when Jesus starts his ministry uh, Satan questioned his Jesus authority if you are the son of God then do this and this you and I get questioned about God's authority and Jesus authority in our life all the time how can you believe in the Bible why do you believe that that this man Jesus is the son of God and that he died on the cross and he rose from the dead um, how can you believe in that? Uh, the authority of Scripture is getting challenged every single day. Um, and Jesus, uh, in, a, in a very powerful way, says, I am the authority. Trust and believe in me. There is no other authority like mine. And in that, we have hope. So you and I go into Holy Week um, knowing this, that we know that the, the true King of kings and Lord of lords, whose kingdom lasts forever. And thanks be to God for that. Stay in the Word. It's where we need to be. It's what gives uh, even greater meaning to what's coming up on Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday, and then on Easter. Uh, and thanks be to God for the victory.